Welcome to Cabin MinuteCast. The scenario has been chosen. The ritual has begun. We are ready to appease the old gods one minute at a time. I'm Heidi Bennett of HeidiBennett.com. Hello, and I'm Molly Balin of LittleRedMark.com. So welcome back. It is Friday, and in today's episode, we are covering minute 21 of the movie The Cabin in the Woods. And this minute is all about the joke of the harbinger. (laughs) (laughs) Comes to fruition here. (laughs) So this is a continuation of where the harbinger calls into the control room, and they are... They, meaning Sitterson and Hadley, are like, no, no, don't pick up, no, don't pick up the phone. Oh, my God. Yes. I totally know what that's like where, you know, it's not, this is something that is something we really barely ever have to deal with anymore, right? Like, I mean, unless it's at a a job, but like in your home life, because of our cell phones and because of the ways that it's not like our old the olden days at least for most of us where we had a voicemail where we'd be you know maybe going oh just put them to voicemail I don't feel like talking to them or you know like this has got <laughs> a lot of old-fashioned um phone trauma and phone <laughs> avoiding stuff <laughs> but all from you know right from Mordecai the harbinger using a payphone. Mm-hmm. to the guys right. going like oh can you take a message or you know i, I don't really don't want to talk to him right now just that body language that that brad <laughs> Bradley whitford gets into is like Argh. i love the hunched shoulders that like oh baby jesus no <laughs> yeah i totally yeah i think we can all well us of a, a certain age i don't think the youngins know the wee people don't know about this. Yeah, I've gotten to that age now. I'm like, you don't know about technology in the days that people used to call up. You didn't know who the fuck they were. You had to just pick up the phone and deal with it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there were, there were times where the phone just simply rang. And you, most of the time you answered it, you know. And it was not probably not as often as these days, you know. Although I guess most mm-hmm. people, a lot of people do those little you know, do a lot of just texting or whatever if they just need to send somebody a quick message or something as opposed to phone calls. But yeah, Mm -hmm. it used to just be the phone would ring and oh my gosh, I mean, there's whole, you know, horror movies just on that subject, you know, the the call is coming from inside the house. I mean, oh my God. That's one of the <laughs> scariest, oh my God, when a stranger calls. The the big line from it, people may know the line, but not know where the movie, where it originated from was, there's a babysitter. This isn't the line. This is me just setting it up. So there's a babysitter, at least this is how I remember it. There's a babysitter at a house with the kids. The kids are upstairs. Somebody's calling her. It's freaking her the freak out and then the big reveal at the end is we've traced the call it's coming from inside the house (laughs) 
I remember telling that story in detail to somebody and it scared the crap out of us. It was an overnight, like a sleepover we were having at a beach. Actually, it was at a, up in the Nevada City Grass Valley area. You can go to the Yuba River and we were having a sleepover at the Yuba River. And I told the story of when a stranger calls and it freaked us all out so much that actually my friend leapt um, up out of his sleeping bag and, and it knocked the contact out of his eye right into the sand. <laughs> it's really, it, uh, it's super creepy. And yeah, since it was 79, let's see, 67, 68. Anyways, I don't need to do the math, but I definitely remember seeing it. I did definitely see it in the early 80s. And uh, yeah, and I guess they play homage to it in Wes Craven's Scream. So it does sound like something maybe, maybe you've heard that but from a different source yeah yeah i've heard of it from i mean i remember it from scream and it being you know the thing from like the big catch now wait a minute the thing no, is in the screen no. too <laughs> wow that'd be amazing if it was um i don't i don't yeah that i don't remember but <laughs> but i just me, meaning the thing being the one of the kind of key cultural catchphrases from that you know, reignited. But I think that that's kind of an interesting, you know, this is really an interesting moment because we see this over and over and over again of the reappropriation from different movies. And so because you and I have a slight generation gap, my reference is from Scream, but you actually caught the original reference. So that's, this is the problem with rebooting things. (laughs) 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 The youngins don't know where it comes from. So everybody's going to go see the new. (laughs) It's learning. It's learning. Yeah, I mean, it's learning (laughs) stuff is great. You know, I mean, it's, it's, I was a youngin and definitely learned from people in their, you know, 30s and 40s and 50s and stuff and was happy to learn about it. So yeah, and if you kind of only know Carol Kane from maybe uh, Kimmy Schmidt, like this is her as a kid. Mm. So, so it's, it's pretty great stuff, but yeah. When a stranger calls, of course I did give away the big, the big reveal at the end. So spoiler alert for a a psychological thriller (laughs) from 1979. (laughs) Oh my God. Well, it's funny because Carol Kane is like such a, like a comedic actress in my mind. And I think of her from um, Princess Bride because she was the wife of Billy Crystal in that flick. And I just think of her just being really humorous and so that's that's i think that's like a not having seen them like yeah i could totally see how you were cast in that role because you're a little creepy you know has that little like yeah high-pitched slightly funky amanda Plummer kind of feel to her in a sense Mm -hmm. she's got a a very specific kind of quirk Mm -hmm. about her and i and i can't remember and so i won't even be able to look it up anywhere um but maybe everybody else can help out if if you're a little more familiar with her work and or you know if you feel like looking it up on imdb but i know she was in other movies that were you know psychological thriller type scary movies and stuff but this is the one this is the iconic one that that i really it really stuck with me because as a kid also, you know, sometimes you get crank calls and I don't know how much of this you experienced, but I do remember at a specific time in my childhood that my mom was a real estate agent. And so her phone number, our house phone number was on, you know, out on display everywhere. Mm. So, you know, back in those days, if you had a uh, real estate business, um, you know, and you have your, your big, um, posters or you know postings out in front of houses saying that the 
you know, this house is for sale and it's represented by this realtor that oftentimes back then in the late 70s, early 80s, it was just your house phone mm. number. <laughs> and uh, I'm assuming that's how this person got the number. But it, there was a point in my life where I was home and I was definitely a, a latchkey kid. So I let myself in after school and um, was home by myself at the time. And, and uh, somebody called and said that they could see me whoa and it was so frightening and you know could they see me i doubt it where we lived at the time you you could barely see into our house from any angle so it's very doubtful this person could see me but just him implying that he could see who i was and he could see me in the house and he could tell i was alone was absolutely horrifying and um yeah, that must have been the early 80s. So, you know, it was way past me seeing this movie. Right. <laughs> and it really scared the living crap out of me. And, uh, you know, it happened a couple other times and then it never happened again. And I remember begging my mom to change her fo our phone number. But at the time, it wasn't easy to do. Mm -hmm. You know, it was a big, it would have been very cost prohibitive for her to go and change the her phone number on all of our marketing material and all that stuff. And it never turned in anything else. But at the time, I, I felt very violated. So, whew, this brought up some crazy <laughs> shit I wasn't expecting. <laughs> right. But that's like part of the, the, the feeling of lack of safety. And I know there's there's definitely a different, I think, parental prerogative these days culturally because like growing up in the 80s pff, shit there's there wasn't a ton of oversight <laughs> you know and i i used to be able to like wander about and now i look back on that and, and just you know experiences i had i'm like oh my gosh like i was lost track of for hours at a time so yeah yeah so it is it is interesting that just something as simple as these guys avoiding a phone call can can sort of take us into these other territories but are still horror related and nostalgia related and scary movie related and all that stuff so to get back to this <laughs> like you said bradley whitford is gonna take the call right so he's gonna take the call from the harbinger and his whole body changes he kind of slumps over and does this crawl this kind of crab walk over <laughs> over to um to the the huge console telephone and takes the call from the harbinger who's uh, he's got his back to us there's some moody lighting kind of coming across him and you can tell it looks like he's still at at the the creepy gas station where we presume he i don't know you know does he live there or is he only there just this one time of gear i guess what do you think I, you know for some reason i i just kind of presume that he doesn't live there for some reason, and I don't know why, it just doesn't make sense to me that he would live there. I feel like maybe he's got, he's like contracted, like he's got like a, a condo right. somewhere. Or like he lives out of a one yeah. bedroom apartment or something in town, but he just drives out yeah. that way for when we sacrifice youth, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, I was talking a little bit last minute about folk enjoying their work or wanting to derive enjoyment. And uh, the Harbinger's name is Mordecai. Which is whew, Mordecai. <laughs> <laughs> 
it's definitely out of the scary movie playbook, you know, of names of great creepy people. <laughs> yeah, it's not like Bob, you know, like, hey, Bob, no. you know, hey, Bob, baby, what's up? What's happening? You know, it's, it's Mordecai. Yeah, so I think he's in, I think he's in an apartment. And for some reason, I just feel like this is such a construct in, in him enjoying his job where he, he's like, cleanse them, cleanse the world of their ignorance and sin. So he's a real believer right. about this. Like he's the... He's the guy who works at the corporation who goes to all the parties and has all the shirts and he's he's a believer in the the philosophy. He's down with he's it. He's drunk the Kool-Aid. He has drunk the Kool-Aid. He's there because he believes in it. It's not just a job, it's a lifestyle. Mordecai is that kid in school you were paired up with for group projects that had like one small thing to do but took it super serious, like too seriously and worried too hard over it and was always calling you about it and he was just like a pain in the ass. <laughs> <laughs> like if you had a science project together or something yeah like, that? like you, yeah totally thinking? like everybody's assigned like a portion of it but he's always bugging you about his portion of shit and you're like yeah man just do just do that thing just fucking do it you know and when you're done you turn it in and we're good like we don't have to keep doing this yeah. you know but he's that guy that's what it felt like to me that you know like he's calling mm. in it's like yeah, you're doing it. You're doing a good job. Yeah. So why did he call then, I guess, is the question. What is what is he getting out? Of, is it is it that he's we're working on this project together and I want to talk about it with you in a way that's yeah, it's almost like he's gone into a trance of spouting the philosophies or the, the belief system and that he's you know, when you, you were talking earlier about how when Lynn comes in, they don't really pay her much mind. And with Mordecai, it's even more, even more so. They they're, they don't want to listen to this kind of uh, crackpot, but he is an essential part of the system. He is. And we're going to find that out in a, a future minute that, and not to fast forward too much, but he is being a harbinger not only to the kids but a harbinger to these guys as well and we'll talk about that in a minute mm. but i think that's the the essential part of why he's calling but we don't get it in, in this particular minute it's more of just like oh he's being super pushy it's this dude and i mean they don't even because these are like the you know the cool kids these are like the normal folks right these are like do 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 do, do. you're just a, you're a tool you're a means to an end mordecai is a means to an end you know he has the incantation that he you know he has a, an essential function and so they don't really want to have to because his essential function is kind of fucked up it's kind of dodgy so they really don't want to you know they don't necessarily <laughs> they don't invite him to the tequila party later on right well and i think too you know and part of part of this minute that's so hilarious is that they are putting him on speakerphone and we get this whole thing of wait a minute do you have me on speakerphone and when he says that his voice totally changes you know he's not doing his he's not speaking in his sort of um the voice of the spiel has a bit more gravitas to it and he's like wait a minute are you you guys have me on speaker I don't even know who's there you know like he feels like a little embarrassed and and then uh, they get him off speakerphone or at least pretend to but what what this minute does which I thought uh, was a little interesting that Drew Goddard mentioned in the commentary around this minute was he said everything that this film is about is encapsulated in the harbinger being stuck on the speakerphone and you've got both worlds combined right there. So this is this very rare 
moment, at least early in the film, where we're connecting both of the worlds. The Harbingers up top, and these guys are down below, and there's a phone connecting them both. And then the combination of the seriousness and the drama and the, the ritual with the jokes and the, you know, the light tone and the, the black humor is all coming up, it all coming up in this one minute. Yeah, the other thing that I was reading about this was this was the first scene pitched, Joss pitched. So mm. it is the heart of what this movie is about, in a sense. This is the old technology of uh, a payphone. Dude had to put quarters in, probably, <laughs> to reach them. Right. <laughs> he has the number. He had to write down the control. Or, I mean, I guess there's a switchboard because they had to, like, switch him in. So there isn't a direct line that he had to the... Um, speaking right. of direct lines, I believe you ended up doing a little bit of deep research about all the extensions on the conference phone. Yeah. So um, Brian, our tech support, <laughs> Brian worked his digital <laughs> magic and did an enhance, enhance, enhance onto that awesome, that awesome phone panel. And uh, one thing we noticed was it, we were kind of looking at it. We didn't do a bunch of research on what type of phone it was, but it does look like they had um, a big piece of masking tape or duct tape that they stuck across a front panel so that you can't see maybe part of the phone and possibly where it had the logo or, you know, what the manufacturer was. So I don't know who that is. And if anybody does, that'd be kind of a fun thing to find out. But we did look at what all the extensions were. So I'm going to go through those real quick. They're pretty cut and dry, but I did think they were still interesting. And this is the kind of thing we do in a Movies by Minutes podcast, get a little bit granular here. So so we have extension 105, data archives. Hmm. Extension 107, engineering. Okay, so we're familiar with that. Extension 111 is security. So if you need security, all you got to do is go... One, 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 you know, so that's good. Or hopefully you're just hitting <laughs> one button that's already, already keyed in. Uh, the chem department, we find them at one, two, two. Uh, electrical, they're going to come into play later. That's at 205. We've got logistics at 208. Digital tech hmm. at 209. So are any of these interesting to you so far? Engineering, security, data archives. Chem department, electrical, logistics, digital tech. Not sure exactly, you know. And then uh, it's, it looks like it says COM department, C-O-M. No, oh, communications. Oh, right. Okay. Simple enough. Um, that's 311. And then distribution, 312. Hmm. We've got research and development, 313. Biomed labs at 315. Demolition at 316. 320 is off-site, and then under 310 is system analysis or systems analysis. Hmm. Yeah, maybe I'll write that up a little bit, a little bit more. My handwriting is cruddy, and but <laughs> I'll write that up a little bit better, type it up, and, and, and post that just in case anybody wants to take a gander at that. So that was kind of fun just to, to you know, do that. I mean, we had to kind of like zoom in, zoom out, enhance, dehance, unhance, mm -hmm. you know, <laughs> overhance, <laughs> just to kind of see those at all the different angles that that panel is. So there you go. 
So thank you for doing that deep research and um, thank you to Brian. So one of the things that I, I just, it just cracks me up because you were talking about the vocal change shift from um, the harbinger being this like a deep resonant incantation voice of like, cleanse them, cleanse the world of their ignorance and sin, bathe them in the crimson of... Am I on speakerphone? Where it like shifts out, and I love it how he gets kind of angry. And Hadley's like, "No, no, absolutely not! I wouldn't do that." And Mordecai's like, "Yes, I am. <laughs> I can hear the echo." <laughs> I love it how he gets bitchy there. It just like totally cracks yeah. me up. It's such good delivery. <laughs> yeah, it is. It it is definitely this minute really sells the tone of this this movie so if if others um, are looking for a good minute to to share with people that's probably a good minute <laughs> yeah this is totally buffy humor too um this is quintessential whedon humor and the clash of like the the supernatural element meeting with the conventional and people coping with the situation you know in a, in a believable right. manner that just because there's supernatural shit going on doesn't mean they're not going to have like a normal human reaction to it. And that's what I really right. I, I like about his stuff. And I like about this. And this is why this minute just totally encap- encapsulates things is that you have old tech, supernatural, new tech, and just regular people who just don't want to deal with this guy at all. Cause he's fucking exactly. weird. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're going to get a little bit more of this conversation in uh, next week. Is there anything else about this minute you want to talk about before we go into our Friday recommendations? No, I think we're good. I'm good. Cool. Awesome. I'm good. And I think, uh, you know, like, so what, where we're leaving this minute is Mordecai at this point feels like maybe they have taken him off of speakerphone. That's kind of where we're left, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, where uh, Hadley smiles thinking that, well, he knows he hasn't done shit, but. <laughs> so cool. So, well, I was, I teased earlier, I think that I, I was going to share something today that had to do a bit with talking to yourself or specifically talking to your animals. So that could be about anything, but (laughs) what it's about is uh, a recommendation of something that I um, popped on on Netflix the other day and absolutely was just in love with. And it is something that's available on Netflix. It's produced by Netflix and it stars and was written and directed by the comedian Jeff Garland. And it is called Handsome a Netflix mystery movie. And this thing is really funny. So I'll say uh, his his partner in this is Natasha Leone. And if you're familiar with her from Orange is the New Black and all sorts of other things, she has a very specific sense of humor that's kind of dark and crude that, you know, it come, it came out in her character on <laughs> Orange is the New Black. <laughs> and she's just a really fun, funny, quirky, kind of, you know, crude humor kind of person. So there, there's, there is crude humor in it. So if that's not really your cup of tea, you might not be into it. But it also has this incredible like heart and sensitivity within this movie too. So it's, it's set in LA and it's a totally just like modern LA mystery movie. So, you know, there's 
people in the Hollywood world involved and, you know, there's just people in neighborhoods that, you know, as as somebody who listens to a lot of podcasts and most of the podcasts that I listen to are from people who live in Southern California and are in, you know, the comedy and filmmaking and television making business. Like you just kind of get this and I'm from Southern California. So these neighborhoods are in this area is very familiar, the the kind of environment that these guys live in, but it's, it's a contemporary film. And the description is Gene Handsome is a, an LA homicide detective who tries to make sense of his life as he solves crime. Handsome's knack for solving mysteries is matched only by his inability to make sense of his own problems. So that's kind of a generic thing. Like if I read that, I'd be like, eh, that sounds like not so intriguing. But I, I would give it a huge thumbs up to anybody who likes kind of a bit of a dark sense of humor and and also just likes a good a good little mystery and then there's this surprising heart like I said Mm. it's really funny and there's the sweetness to it and and part of that is when he comes home um, from his day out he has this wonderful huge he has this huge great Dane that he comes home to and he doesn't speak to this dog like you may have seen in other movies or TV shows where somebody kind of gets in this, hello, baby, how are you? I'm home. Let me take you outside. Or, you know, that kind of like cute dog. He just very sweetly, and I'm paraphrasing, but kind of comes home and, and just treats his dog like a friend and a partner and a, a roommate and like, hey, how's it going? You know, and just like <laughs> cuddles up with him on the couch and, and just just has a, this very sweet relationship with his great dane and it just it's just very naturalistic it reminds me a lot of of the relationship i have you know with my dog and and at a certain point he's you know just passed out in his bed and his his dog is sleeping in his dog bed next to him and he just sort of gets up and says okay i gotta go i'll see you later and just the way he talks to his dog i just absolutely loved but um yeah i i recommend this it's really fun and funny and just a little different and quirky nice there is so much content out there that you know, sometimes you're in the mood to be brave and be like, oh, let me give this a try. And, you know, sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't. But, you know, it's always uh, the best if someone's already done that legwork for you and can recommend something good. So cool. Yeah. So what about you? What do you recommend this week? I'm going to recommend Dark Matter. Dark Matter is a science fiction TV series, and you can check them all out on Netflix right now. There are three seasons of it. I am sad to report that the there will be no more through the sci-fi channel currently. Um, they just discontinued it. So season three is the, is the last of what you're going to get, which I'm really bummed about because season three really is quite excellent. I mean, all seasons are, are good. And so I was reared on kind of shitty sci-fi, and so I have an appreciation of a, a great bandwidth of different sci-fi fantasy type shows. But this really is, it's a very, very, very decent. And the effects are pretty decent to it. It's really just, you know, it's sad because, I, and I'm a little bummed about it because it just doesn't seem like sci-fi series just have long run times. And maybe that's financial, but yeah, it is, it is no more. But if you want a good solid three seasons and you need that itch to be scratched, it's legit. Cool. Awesome. 
good old Netflix. Oh, so I will say what the premise is. <laughs> I didn't do that. I was just like, okay. oh, it's really good. And now it's not being produced anymore. <laughs> the The actual premise is there's uh, six folks who all wake up on a ship and they've had their memories wiped. And so they give themselves numerical designations in order of when they woke up. And the seasons are about them waking up to who they were before the memories were wiped and, and how they change as people and whether they want to incorporate that previous personality into what they have now. And they're, they're all, they're quote unquote bad people. They're, you know, thieves and hired guns and marauders and cheats and shit. So yeah, it's, it's them finding some level of uh, redemption too. Gotcha. Yep. Sounds cool. I definitely watched a few episodes of it and thought it was pretty interesting. No, so nice. Glad, glad to hear it keeps, keeps on chugging along. Keeps on keeping. Yeah. Cool. Well, cool. Well, shall we wrap up our Friday episode, episode 21? Yes. Yes. End of the week. Woo! Ow, ow, ow. <laughs> <laughs> Sweet. Well, we hope you guys have, have enjoyed episode 21 of Cabin Minute Cast. We do have some more special guests coming up pretty soon, and we're going to kind of, you know, play around with the format. Sometimes it'll be just the two of us, and sometimes we'll have guests, and we're just sort of exploring all the different ways you can do these Movies by Minutes podcasts, and we're really, I'm really enjoying the process. How are you feeling so far? Molly. Yeah, I'm really enjoying it. I feel like the more I do, the more I understand the medium and what works and what doesn't work and how to make it better. And also to know where there's a cultural convention that's been developed and where we can break that convention and uh, <laughs> where we can't break that convention. Um, and so that's been kind of interesting too. Yeah, yeah. It's definitely interesting to jump in and be part of something where there there's this whole heritage now, you know, for several years of Movies by Minutes podcasts. And so maybe it is time again to remind people that it kind of all got started. Actually, there's a, a version of this that got started with um, Gutter Balls, which was the original, <laughs> original, original <laughs> Movies by Minutes type of podcast that was for, yeah, that was for the Big Lebowski. And then uh, the guys from Star Wars Minute heard that and kind of got their their own bee in their bonnet to do it or their own Millennium Falcon in their bonnet <laughs> to do it their own way. And they for, forged this uh, this very specific type of uh, podcast. And so um, with their uh, their rules about us, if we're all going to do a podcast like this or two things, one is and the most important one, I think they'd say, is to finish it. So <laughs> if you're going to start one of these podcasts, movie by minute podcasts is to finish the podcast. And the second one is to, hey, give them a shout out every once in a while, which I think is is absolutely valid. And they're still one of my favorite podcasts. And so that's uh, Star Wars Minute. And you can find them at StarWarsMinute.com. And if you want a current list of all the Movies by Minutes podcasts, that's at Movies by Minutes com, And uh, just right now, something really fun and creative is going on. It's this compilation of different podcasters from the Movies by Minutes groups. They're all doing Die Hard Minute. So it's Die Hard Minute, but instead of it all being um, the same, you know, duo or trio or so, it's each week hosted by a couple of different 
movies by minutes hosts <laughs> so that's just something fun and different that's going on and that's die hard minute at diehardminute.com sweet so thank you guys again for coming here on a friday or not on a friday depending <laughs> right. checking back in with us and uh, enjoying hopefully minute 21 and we will see you back at the cabin Thank you.